Saludo mi gente. Welcome to the House of Liberation podcast. This is Kohene Ia, and welcome to the place where we gather to reclaim our hearts, our magic, and our sovereignty. So today's message, here's the thing. I, yeah, I had to pause for a minute there. Um, but God is willing. We'll be back on track, hopefully. Anyways, <laughs> today's message is Na'ara, Maiden, discover the divine presence within. Never despise meager beginnings, they say. Our work is to discover the possibility inside ourselves. In that journey, you'll be surprised what you'll find. The seed of potential, the presence of the divine. So here's my thing. You know, this is one of those moments. I'm not sure what card I don't read that doesn't like hit me. <laughs> um, but... It's interesting that this was the card that showed up, especially because for today, Monday, especially because last night I had a really hard time. I've been having these have been showing up much more frequently in my life um, and in my days where like the night comes along and and I'll feel a different type of um a different type of energy and a different type of, uh, I don't know, inhabitation that sometimes gets a little bit too dark for me and also feels very like I, I'm, I'm having a hard time, you know, seeing the divine in, in my life or in some sort of working and being able to see it and knowing it's there are two different things. Because I think that sometimes the mysterious workings of the divine to me are, you know, it's one of those things like the people that are behind the curtain, behind the scenes, making things happen, but you don't know because you're in the experience. And I think that that, you know, can be something that uh, clouds us, can get foggy. And so receiving this card today understanding the energy the archetypal energy of the maiden along with this idea of discovering the presence within you know these cards each they each come with you know their like their meaning or um their suggested uh you know application uh that comes with the nativa oracle deck just in case these are all my own kind of like um channelings from it but we often have, like right now, we're doing the Na'ara, the Maiden, where we're looking at the Vessel card. There's the Offering card. Um, and then there's, wow, I forgot the A one. <laughs> Give me the Action card. My bad. My goodness. And so this particular one uh, that we're reading today is the Vessel. And I really appreciate this channeling of the card, the, the one that's given with the Oracle deck, because... It's really about finding this beginning place, finding this newness. And when I said never despise me, good beginnings, they say, is because I was recently re-watching a movie that I love to watch a thousand times. And um, the, the context of that saying in the movie is really about even the things that start out rough, even the things that start out so small, almost imperceptible, 
uh, hold a galaxy of potential. And when I was reading this and thinking about it, you know, I realized like for me last night, I was like in that dark night at the soul moment. It was really hard for me. It often emotionally, I feel like it really hurts my heart when I find myself in such dark places because it's not my, it's not my natural go-to, right? Like not my default, but things have been really challenging. And I know that this, the experience of like not being able to see clearly is a thing, but here this offers us that even in that little thing, so like, you know, I woke up this morning and, or whenever I woke up, <laughs> I woke up and like allowed myself to sit with my coffee and to journal a bit. And after journaling, I went and I sat down and, and prayed and sang and prayed. And in the very act of doing that, um, one of the things, like one of the things that I noticed for myself when I was in the middle of it, I was like, there we go, right? There we're finding the hope. There we're finding, like we're finding our way through the darkness, what feels like darkness. It's not because it's, it actually is. It's not because, um, you know, like there's, this is not irregular, if you will, in terms of like finding the, the hope or finding the thing. But it's one, it is one of those where it's like there's some times where you come at a certain point where all your go-tos don't work, right? All your default, like your default or go-tos, everything's a bit scrambly. And that's the moment rather than um, sink further deeper into the pit of despair. It's like, okay, I'm in a pit. Oh, is that light there? <laughs> right? It's like, is, is is there, is that a peephole of light that I'm noticing? And, you know, and like really squirming up to get to close to the peephole so that the, you can feel it on your face. Right? And I think that this is one of those things, no matter how dark it can get, it's not about finding the positive. I hate that the language is so screwy. It sets off already a whole connotation. It's really about knowing that even when the sky is dark, there are things still being birthed, still divinely orchestrated, still uh, an essence of, of who you are is still there. It's still the gods, the goddess, God, Hashem, Shekhinah, whoever it is for you, your cosmology, the essence of that is in you and you are it and it is still there even when you cannot see things clearly. And so in today's kind of extended chat about this, it's like, what does it look like to discover the divine presence within again and again? Now, there's a difference between a seed, a new seed and an established cultivated plant. And the reason why I say this is because I think that there's an opportunity here to think about seeds are a little different. Seeds require different care and they can be small, but will produce over time, right? Like they become the cultivated tended thing. But sometimes because rhythm, structure, ways can feel so soothing, so familiar and so known, 
you kind of get into this place where there's not this fresh new possibility. You don't see things in that way. You see them as an extenuate, an extenuation. Sorry, an extension, not extenuation, an extension of your already established thing, right? Instead of being like, oh, this is like, so to this morning, I, or when I woke up, I sat and as I was like praying and then I was singing and then I grabbed my drum and just like, you know, pound it to the rhythm of the song. There was an opportunity, there was a moment there. I could feel my body craving for the sound of the drum. I could feel all my energy centers just longing for that to kind of be brought center stage, right? And I could have just been preoccupied with the get it done-ness or with the, although I really approach prayer in that way anyway, um, or with the like, here's the section of my day that I'm engaging in and then I got to move on to what's next but just to be present in the moment because in that presence in that moment there's a possibility there's a potential for something to shift there's a potential for you to bring yourself back home to yourself there's a potential for something entirely new that is not back home unfamiliar Maybe a little like scary because it's not what's known and familiar. But nonetheless, it holds an oak tree that will continue to produce after its own kind. So give yourself permission to, and I'm, I'm big about this because I know that for me, I have spent a, a large amount of time in my own like spiritual awareness, tending to I mean, I still in some ways struggle like I can get angry, but I'm not a big like I don't blow out um, in that way. I mean, at least anymore now that I'm older, when I was younger, I, it would pile up and and find its way um, during a bad like I drop a dish. The door won't close correctly moment. Right. Um, but now I tend to just kind of work through it. And with that. What that has done is just brought to my awareness this way of suppressing. So I have to give myself permission to feel how I feel. And not all the time those feelings are great. And while I, for the most part, have had a lot of, have an extraordinary story <laughs> and have a lot of pain in it, during a lot of my life, I've worked really hard to to like move past it and not let it take me down. But what I didn't get to really register, especially when I was younger, I understand it now, but I didn't then, was that it sits in your body anyway, right? Here I thought I was like, you know, doing the bigger, the better person thing type of thing where I'm like, oh, I learned this breathing tool that helps me or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> maybe that'll help me move things, right? Like, um, no, I didn't understand that I was swallowing my emotions and I was bypassing them with spirituality. So I had to really learn to let myself, and still, it's still a thing. When I get angry or feel really like my emotions feel overwhelming, I will definitely take a step back rather than lean in. And it is a way for me to 
right? Make sure, because I know that, you know, you can go places when anger just bursts out. <laughs> so for me, it's like really being conscious of it. So now I, I, when I feel really depressed or when I'm feeling down, um, I try to give myself permission to feel it and for it to be. And then watching also like what are my own patterns around amplifying uh, amplifying how I actually want to feel, right? And I know that we have a lot of conversations around emotions and emotions running the road and that they're just feelings and etc. Though those things are true, but I think it's all contextual because if you're a person who has swallowed your feelings, literally and metaphorically, then part of your finding your equilibrium is going to be learning to be with those emotions and feelings without being able to fix them. And that's there's a thing there because I think that feelings, emotions, they tell us, they give us information. We have to begin the questions. What do I think about this? What do I think about how I'm feeling? What is it saying to me, right? So like rather than what used to be my heavily go-to, I'm still, and it's still something I work on, um, rather than I must be a piece of shit because I can't get my shit together type of observation. It's like, oh, I'm feeling frustrated and why do I feel frustrated? Or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling sad. Why am I feeling this? What is really the core of this? Oh, it's because this is not working out. No, hold on a minute now, <laughs> right? Because you immediately come with what you think it is. But when you go underneath the surface, there's actually a need underneath there. There's actually something underneath there. So because emotions are giving us information to constantly regulate them um, or be in control, I believe in managing, not control, to be in relationship with them actually allows you to move through. Now, if you're the type of person who has been, um, has been as a tyrant running around, laying your shit, projecting it everywhere, then your practice would probably be to learn to uh, cultivate relationship that allows you to check your emotions, to, um, to manage them in a way where they're not taking down everybody else because you're you you just run with them. That's not what I'm talking that the what I'm talking about is not feeling your emotions in a way that you just act on everything you feel. What I'm saying is sitting with them, feeling them. I had to sit with, I have to sit with when I'm feeling sad and angry. Before I didn't, before I would feel the anger or whatever, I either swallowed it or it showed up somewhere else and I never sat with the anger to understand why was I feeling angry and that underneath that it could have been tired, you know, halt, you know, hungry. Oh man, I always forget this. I know it's hungry, tired. Um, oh shit. Anyways. It's the acronym used for folks to check in uh, when they're in recovery for um, in recovery from addiction, um, and specifically, I think this is an uh, an AA thing. And you know, you ask um, to check in what's going on before you take that next step. 
And this is actually self-reflection and self-awareness. It's actually checking into why are you having the emotions that you're having because they are so automatic that we don't register, especially if you're really quick or like myself, you're a newer spicy person who maybe um, really struggles to identify the emotions in the moment and also that it takes you time to actually for them to bubble up and and for you to become aware of it, right? And so like that's, to me, that is the thing that is a great opportunity. Now, if you're a person who's, who, ha who struggles with depression and struggles with uh, any particular uh, neuro experience that you may shift a lot, then I would be mindful and make sure that you're always supported when you're in the feeling of your emotions. So that may not be something that you can do by yourself, but maybe with your therapist or a trusted friend or partner where you can be like, I actually want to sit with this emotion, um, but I know that it gets pretty dark for me. Would you be willing to sit with me? Um, as I either you're going to, you know, whatever you're going to do, but that there's someone there to be with you as you move through so you don't get stuck too deep in the waters, in the muddy waters for that fact, if, if you struggle with, I don't know. I want to I want to say depending, right? Like depending whatever your case is, you you understand yourself better than anyone. So, I think that when you're able to do it with support and with awareness and with mindfulness, in terms of sometimes some feelings you're just going to feel them. They can't go anywhere. They can't be impacted. They just are, right? Like sadness just is. Grief just is. And so the best that we can do is be there with them. And allow ourselves that moment of experience, feeling it fully, and then allowing yourself to transition out of that into something much more generative because you know that you can't, there's no fixing it. There's just being with it and understanding where it's coming from. So that, I don't even know right now how I got from, from Discover the Divine Within to this. But it's because it's rec I want to recognize this is so important to me and I say it in so many different ways. And when I show up to talk about things or work, you know, like whatever it is, whether it's like I'm doing justice work and trainings or I'm having these conversations around magic and spirituality. It's really important for me that we respect what is present for people, that we respect the contextualization of how we intake information right that not everything is for everybody that not that while we're people are like oh emotions are just emotions don't be led by them um motherfucker some of them bitches hurt some of those things we don't even know how to process so before you go out dismissing them and be like oh that is just a feeling there it's information about you or the person or a person that you may be engaging with. It's information. So while you don't let it drive the car, don't disrespect that that motherfucker's a passenger. <laughs> right? Like don't 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 um don't diminish that because I think that in the same way we're like, oh, trees, we have all these contraptions now that help, you know, us listen to trees. And it sounds like music, right? Like, it's like we have all these things. And we're, we, we're like, this is amazing and wonderful and so awed by it. But they've always spoken. They always had energy. And, and that energy impacts the world that we live in. 
right? Now it sounds uh, like a new Fandango thing, but it's always been. And emotions are like that. They have, they are there. They are meant, you are a sentient being. You are a being. You feel, you experience, you are able to create perspective. So all of this shit where people are like, just dismiss the, you know, uh-uh, not here, not at the House of Liberation. Liberation includes also considering that there are folks who struggle with depression, folks who struggle with certain things that don't lend themselves as easily to this like immediate bypassing. So I'm always cautious about that. And it's so important to me because I know how it felt to feel the fuck stressed out. Stressed out about how like learning new information or, you know, learning some new thing and being like, so what do I do with my emotions? Like, oh, okay, wait, where do I, you know what? I shouldn't be feeling this. I shouldn't be feeling that. And then when you come across so many different ideologies, you're like, you know what? I need to take the Zen approach. I need to take this approach, that approach. Yeah. yeah. Baby Buddha. You, did you? <laughs> it is not a one size fits all. And so I think that that's important. I'm done. I just I wanted to say that because I think it's like, you know, I realized like for me, it's so important to acknowledge the hard shit, not just acknowledge it, like just nod at it and be like, oh, yeah, you know, that experience is that experience was hard. The fucking experiences change you. Ex feelings and emotions that are shared between people have the power to change you, have the power to influence this is why I tell people leadership is not the shiny person in the front. Leadership is each human being's capacity to influence, influence, influence an environment. Now, the larger the influence, the more accountability, the more responsibility. And that's what, uh, right, like that, the end, the archetype of a leader surely comes in really strongly when... It is actually something that your spheres of influences are so large that you actually have to be much more conscious around your impact and reverberation because you have large spheres of influence. But everybody has a sphere of influence that they are impactful in. And so there's this piece around really being able to recognize and really being able to be with all the pieces really being able to understand that it takes this very, what now we call emotional intelligence. <laughs> I, it always cracks me up because I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Now everybody wants to get trained on this thing that you should have, that you should have. You have, you have it. Now it has a new name. <laughs> That's all, but you have it already. And so all of this to say that when we're, if your sphere of influence is large, then you actually need to consider the impact of your co-signing ideologies that continuously put pressure on people in order to pick up some new thing and to find some new fault with themselves as if they didn't already find it. Your self-aware people, your people that are actually, you know, rocking the consciousness these motherfuckers, we are all already on a path. We're already decided that we want to, you know, amplify and grow and be nourished. 
We don't need any more fucking language around the next hype and trend that we should do in order to really be like fucking consciousness and zenness. Even if your ass didn't know shit, you would still be a conscious human as long as you're breathing and present. Like literally, like present. That's it. You're still these things. And so I think it's important to evaluate our lens. And I just shared this post yesterday too. And then I'm stopping. <laughs> I shared this post yesterday where I was like, I don't care if you're a magical fucking unicorn. I don't care if you're the, you're like, I ain't for everybody. Got it. We, we say, we all say that we recognize that. Right. Or that your spirituality is like this shit. You still have to develop an anti-oppression lens and analysis. You still have to examine the shit that's coming out your mouth. I don't care who the fuck channeling through you. You still have to check that shit so that you understand. And so that as you move in the world and you're sharing this with people, what is it healing? What is it reframing? What is it touching to? Or is it becoming another thing on the checklist for, again, already people that are awake, awake? To put on their list and be like, I, I need to do this too, because now this is a thing. Now, now we are, you know, experiencing somatic. Somatic is the body and you've always had that. But now it's a thing, right? So rather than find ourselves like on the next, on the next, on the next, take a moment to examine the impact of what we're teaching that it ha uh, what does it say to another? What is it? Is it putting to an already full cup of like, you ain't shit. You got to get better at shit because you should want to be better at shit because better is successful or better is enlightened. Meanwhile, you don't consider that everything that exists on this planet at this moment and all the moments were actually created things and beings who are complex not one dimensional. So that's it. That's the end of my, I'm getting off the podium, my soapbox, the sermon, and I leave you with this particular message for today. I hope you are well. I send you blessings. I send you strength. If you like myself are going through a hard time, woo wee, uh, I send you large clouds of comfort and love. Also, don't forget to like here and subscribe so that you can stay abreast. I'm going to also tell you get on my newsletter because at some point I want to make sure I'll be shifting my presence to my website, although I'll still be doing things here, right? But just so like you're abreast because you're in the list or on the list. Um, don't forget to head to YouTube. Again, you know all the things so that you can keep abreast of what's going on and all the goodness that's coming, even when my ass is crabby and shit is difficult. So deep love and blessings to you. Shalom. And we will talk next time.